بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده وحبيبه وخاتم رسله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن سار على نهجه إلى يوم الدين السلام الله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha waltanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin wa attaqullaha Amma ba'd my brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Can you switch on the lights of the sisters upstairs? After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending and asking Allah to send his blessings and prayers onto his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and onto his family and his companions and those who follow him in righteousness till the last hour I recited a verse from the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says O you who believe fear Allah in the best form that you must fear him and do not allow yourselves to die except in a state of belief Allah also says, O you who believe, fear Allah and do not allow your tongues to say anything but the truth. If you do so, Allah will lift your affairs and make them better and He will forgive your sins. And whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, then He has surely succeeded a great success. As to what follows, Alhamdulillah, after a long break because of Ramadan and an extra week after Ramadan, we return back now and how privileged I am to have this opportunity once again to share with you important information that we have been created to learn and abide by the words of Allah and the words of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam information that makes our life pure and makes our hereafter a success. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to benefit us with what we are learning and to remind us that this knowledge is not to be kept for ourselves but should be shared with our brothers, our sisters, our family, our cousins and relatives and friends, the close and the far person, the one we know and the stranger. Muslim and non-Muslim. Islam is not to be kept only for one person but rather to be spread. And if you do so, Allah rewards you with it. For every person that learns something from you and practices it, you will receive that reward even if you are in your grave until the last hour comes. In the past, before Ramadan, we spent about six lessons about the topic, the last hour or the signs of the last hour. 
And we continue now insha'Allah. I have gone through so many lessons and there are almost about another five lessons to come because there is so much to be learnt about it. And we are now towards the end of time according to the hadiths of the Prophet We are in the final stages brothers and sisters. And as many scholars have now concluded that all of the minor signs have happened already. And some other scholars concluded that most of the minor signs have happened already. We've spoken about the signs of the past that have happened and gone. And we reached the point where we're talking about the minor signs that are happening now. And today, insha'Allah, I will continue talking about the current signs that are happening in our time. Stage by stage. In the best order that I can, according to how the scholars have put it. Because as I said before, just by summarizing, we don't know exactly in what order these signs happen. Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't put them all into order for us. But we can get a faint idea about them. And as I said, not all the signs of the last hour are bad. I mean, some, many people when they hear a sign of the last hour, they think this is evil, this is bad, I have to avoid it. No. Some of the signs of the last hour are natural occurrences. Some of the signs of the last hour are good. And some of the signs of the last hour are evil and bad. You'll find that most of them are probably in a negative side. And we ask Allah Subhanahu to save us from the fitna and the trials of the negativity and the evil that is arising these days. Brothers and sisters in Islam, today I reached the point where I left off and the point which I mentioned in my last talk was the sign that the Prophet ﷺ informed us about. And this is a negative sign, an evil sign of what is occurring today. The Prophet ﷺ said to us, there will be an increase or there will be a decrease, sorry, of the good people and the righteous people that will fade away the good and the righteous people will begin to fade away. They'll be ignored and neglected. And where they suit to be in the positions of authority and leadership, they will no longer be there. But rather they will be pulled backwards and degraded and be considered insignificant to society. And they'll be slandered and called backward people. And their rightful positions will become the prisons and the dungeons and the chains or life imprisonment. These are the good people who are righteous. These are the people who help us reach success in this life and the hereafter. They will no longer be significant. And today, this is our case, brothers and sisters. Especially now, now, today, in these eras, in these times, in the past two years, how many scholars especially, some which we have heard of and some with great sorrow we haven't even heard of yet, 
Because as I mentioned before, one of the signs of the last hour is that the scholars will die away and vanish and nobody will know of them. And therefore, knowledge will vanish. And the Prophet ﷺ said, يُقْبَضُ الْعِلْمِ Knowledge will be ceased. But it will not be taken away from the hearts and minds of the people who know it, but rather, it will be ceased by the death of the scholars. And you will not know about them. Who ever heard of Shaykh, of Shaykh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani, who passed away a few years back? Or Shaykh ibn Baz, Al-Uthaymeen, Rahmatullahi alayhim. Or Imam al-Mawdudi in India. Who of you have even heard of Imam al-Mawdudi? In the past two years, how many scholars have been imprisoned? Only because they say Allah is our Lord. In fact, the recent scholar who was imprisoned in America, who is one of the leading researchers in the cure for cancer, At-Tamimi, who was sentenced for life imprisonment. He was on the verge of discovering a cure for cancer. And it did not even allow him to continue that research. So he was sentenced to life imprisonment because of lies and slanders. So the Prophet ﷺ said, the good people of righteousness, really, will vanish and fade away. You no longer hear about them. And they keep decreasing, brothers and sisters, as the Prophet ﷺ explained, until finally, there will remain absolutely no people of righteousness or piety. People of goodwill that concile between others. None will be left. Except, as he said, Huthalat al-Nas, meaning the most insignificant of people, really. And the last hour will erupt on them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't let the world end, brothers and sisters. The universe erupt on the good people. The Prophet said, even the person, the people with an atom's worth of iman in their heart, or tawheed, Allah will make them die comfortably or peacefully or in whatever way before the last hour. For the last hour is an evil time and it will only erupt on the evil people. And the Prophet ﷺ said in Musnad Ahmad, this hadith is, he said, the bad people will be left on earth. The descriptions are, they, will, they do not know any good and nor do they prohibit any bad. They won't know the bad. So they will not prohibit it. And it will look like good. What's wrong with it? And they will not know of any good. They don't know what the good is. They don't know what the good traditions are. What the good customs are. They don't know what manners and etiquettes are. And we find some of them appearing a lot these days. Many of them. They do not know what hygiene is or cleanliness. Wallahi. When I was back at university, I remember my lecturers used to teach me about hygiene because I did biomedical science. Excuse me for saying this, but when we enter the bathroom, I find them urinating. And then they would not even wash or be careful about the urine, the, the drips of urine 
that are left behind. They're not careful. And wallahi, half of them would not even wash their hands after leaving. And these are the lectures which we shook hands with. There will be a lot of ignorance about all this stuff. And the Prophet ﷺ said, it will be a time, or he said, a time will come when the people of the world will be sifted. Only the worst will remain, who have no trust or honesty, and they mix with the rest in any, and they mix with the rest of the people, meaning you don't know the good from the bad. You don't know who the evil from the good is. They'll be mixed. And they will not hold their treaties at all. They are not honest people. Sifted meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will begin to choose from amongst them through some method, through some way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wills it to be. We don't understand. Through some occurrences that happen in the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins to sift. Gharbala, it's called in Arabic. Sifting. When you sift sand or you sift some soil, you sift some piece of material where you want only the fine material to come out from, you sift it. And then only the big particles which you don't need, the insignificant particles are left behind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sift between the people so that only the evil ones will stay. And they will be amongst the earth. They will keep increasing brothers and sisters. And the pure will vanish. Today we do not know who is the good from the evil. As the Prophet said, there are a mix. We don't know who the good from the evil is. We don't know what is the truth from the lie. How can we know? Look at the media and the way it portrays things. People believe it. Yet you find that most of its information is false. It is not based on any evidence or solid proof. And you find hundreds of conspiracy theories arising every now and then. Or almost immediately after something, a great event is announced on the media. Where do they come from? Another sign of the last hour, as the Prophet ﷺ explained, is that the opposite will occur. Since the good people will fade away and vanish, the evil people will rise and spread. And their descriptions and their effects will also rise and spread amongst the people. Until we we'll begin to adopt them in our homes, amongst our friends, in our schools, wallahi, even inside the masjid. Inside our place of worship, we will adopt the evil and you won't even notice it. The principles and facts will be twisted upside down. So the good will be bad and the bad will look good. People consider evil to be good. Sodomites, homosexuals, and the new laws that come out that support them, saying this is good, it's not evil. Nudists, nudist societies that are supported in many places in the world. This is good, they say. We were born naked, so we might as well be naked. I consider this to be backwardness, brothers and sisters. And the hijab becoming less and less on our women and even on the men. Yes, there is a hijab for the men, but with the navel and the knee. It's beginning to decrease and we believe that this is a backwardness. Why? Because man was created naked and then as they went forward in time, we began to discover ways of clothing ourselves. So they used leaves in the beginning. Then they discovered the, the, the skin of animals. And then finally cotton and so on and wool. So we began to clothe ourselves. And now, we are taking clothes off. So is this forwardness or backwardness do you think?
We are going backwards. So the principles and facts will be twisted upside down. The good will seem evil and the evil will seem good. And the people that will rise into authority and lead our affairs will be the evil ones. And the worst of all people. As the Prophet ﷺ explained, Sadaqa Rasulullah. Allah, he was honest. Today, we see that only the fitna makers in our society and in our world, the fitna makers, the people who cause mischief and havoc and disunity, they are pushed forward to have the say. And importance and support is given to them. And they speak on behalf of the affairs of the people. But the real consilers and the faithful are pulled back, brothers and sisters. They are neglected and ignored. So the corrupted people will be praised. The corrupted people will be praised while the pious ones will be degraded and abused. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, when he used to choose leaders and authority, people in authority, leaders of a people, governors of a, of a city, governors of a land, he will only choose the best, the most trustworthy, the ones who are known in their trustworthiness and honesty, and the ones who are known with enormous knowledge. They had great knowledge and conduct. So when the people of Najran, for example, they asked the Prophet ﷺ to send a trustworthy and righteous leader to them that will sort their affairs in justice and knowledge, and rule between them and judge between them in equity, he said to them, I shall send to you a governor who is trustworthy and loyal in its true form. Listen to what he said in the end. He said, in its true form, بالحق. Because there are people who send others claiming they are trustworthy and just, but not in الحق, not in truth. And so they awaited and before them appeared Abu Ubaid ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu anhu. Allahu Akbar. What would tell you of Abu Ubaid ibn al-Jarrah? He surely did lead them in justice and equity. And there are many hadiths, brothers and sisters, about this. For example, the Prophet ﷺ said, Ahead of you are deceiving years to come. The liar will be called truthful, and the truthful one will be called the liar. The cheat. Listen to this, brothers and sisters, and analyze it. And try to compare this to our time today. He said, and the cheat, the person who cheats others and rips others off, he will be called trustworthy and he will be called the honest. He will be called, he will be a cheat. Yet people will raise him and praise him. And he said, and the low, feeble and lewd will be made to speak for the affairs of the people. Also the Prophet ﷺ said, Await the last hour when leadership and authority is handed over to the unqualified. Then await only for the last hour to erupt then. Today we see this, Wallah. Who are the leaders of the world? The leaders of a community, the leaders of a tiny organization, or a little group of brothers that get together. You find that the one who heads them usually is a person who causes fitna. Not qualified, Wallah. He claims to know many hadiths, but he only knows a few, and then claims to know the tafsir of them and the interpretation of them. And then when you find out, you discover that even Arabic, he doesn't know. How? How can you understand the Qur'an and the Hadith without Arabic, ya How? How could this be possible? 
You don't have to be an Arab to know Arabic, by the way. Most of our scholars were non-Arabs, but they learned the Arabic better than you and I. He also said, the last hour will not arrive till the one in authority is Luka'a, Ibn Luka'a. This is an Arab saying. They used to say Luka'a Ibn Luka'a, meaning whenever they wanted to denote or describe a person as being insignificant person, one who is the worst of the people, one who is the most insignificant of the people, one who knows nothing of the people, one who carries books on his back like a donkey, as Allah describes it, carries books on his back like a donkey, but has no knowledge. He said, Luka ibn Luka, the little and significant people, will be the runners of the affairs, that will run our affairs. Also anhu, as in the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, in the hadith which is talking about the sly and the cheat. Hudayfa narrates this hadith from the Prophet he said, I heard him when he was talking about a time when the cheats and liars will spread through the earth. And the Prophet said, Await till the day when this cheater, this cheating person will be praised. And people will say, whenever someone cheats another person, they say this, Oh, how cunning he is! Oh, how smart he is! Oh, how tactical he is! And there isn't an atom's worth of Iman in their heart. In another hadith he said, a person will look smart, will look with, like as if he is full of Iman, will look pious, and people as a result will praise him. Will say, MashaAllah, so-and-so is full of piety. So-and-so has so much Iman. So-and-so, MashaAllah, what education, what knowledge he has. And the Prophet ﷺ said, but in his heart there isn't even an atoms of Iman. These are the people who strive to show off in front of others. They only go out there to, exp to display their knowledge, to display themselves. These are the people who go and read from books which you've never heard of, and then they quote it to you, trying to show you that they know books you haven't even heard of. But wallahi, they don't even know the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi. 40 hadiths. Do you know how many people, when you ask them the question, can you define what a sin is? They cannot define what a sin is. As the Prophet ﷺ explained it. It is a very simple hadith, hadith, one of the fundamental hadiths. Where the Prophet, it's in Bukhari and Muslim, where the Prophet ﷺ says, الناس, A sin is whatever picks at your conscience on the inside of you. And you hate people to know about it. Very simple definition. And yet, they come to show off their deeds in front of others. One of the signs of the last hour also, brothers and sisters, and I want you to compare again and think, does this happen in our time now? The Prophet ﷺ said, the person will only greet the person he knows. person he doesn't know, they will not greet them. They will not say, Assalamu Alaikum to them. If I know you, Assalamu Alaikum. If I don't know you, Allah doesn't even look at him. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains in the Quran and calls out to us and pleads to us and says, Verily the believers are brothers and sisters in Islam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the Quran, In the hadith, spread peace amongst you, the greeting. Say your salam to the one of the Muslims who you know and those who you don't know. Abadan, isn't that the secret behind making us 
a common brotherhood. Hey Allah. Yet today, if you don't know me, you don't say Salaamu Alaikum to me. You don't greet me. Well, amongst the signs of the last hour is that knowledge will be taken from the amateurs. As the Prophet ﷺ describes them, he says there will come a time before the last hour, close to the last hour, where people will begin to take their knowledge from al asaghir. Asaghir doesn't mean the young people, as some people misunderstand. You see, the Arabic, when you say saghir, it means young person or small. But it also means an amateur, or one who doesn't understand. Or one who thinks he knows but he doesn't. We call him Asagir, Musagar. So the Prophet ﷺ said they will take their knowledge from Asagir. Because a young person who is knowledgeable is actually big in Islam. Allahu Akbar. How old was Imam Ali radiallahu anhu? Knowledge was taken from him when he was only still a teenager, even a child. Aisha radiallahu anha. 18 years old when the Prophet ﷺ died. You find that most companions used to get knowledge from her. She was a school of hadith. What about the rest of the companions whom we heard of? Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu Young man. Young people who we seek not. They are big. Therefore the hadith does not mean young people. But rather it means amateur people. Or people who think they know and they quote and give their fatwas based on their opinion. That's what Imam al-Nawawi says. He says this means that they take the knowledge from people who give their verdict based on their own opinion, their own calculation and estimation. And Allah has already said in the Quran, it is not befitting for any Muslim male or female. إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ That when Allah and His Messenger have already decreed and commanded a matter, that we have the choice to give our own opinion from our own whims and desires. Us, what revelation have we received, Ya Akhi? Which angel has come to us and brought us new knowledge? Do we claim to be more knowledgeable than the Prophet ﷺ? Or more knowledgeable than the Qur'an? There is nobody that can be more knowledgeable than Allah or His Messenger ﷺ. Yet we give our own opinion. Whoever gives from his own opinion has lied on the tongue of the Prophet ﷺ and has made himself a god. How? Did you not hear the ayah in the Quran where Allah says, Have you heard of the one who takes his own desire as his own God? Meaning you follow your own desire and make your fatwa halal and haram based on your desire. And today we have many a'immah, leaders of the Muslims who are mudillun, who will lead astray. And this is one of the signs of the last hour. Until the Prophet ﷺ said, when there will be leaders of Muslims that will lead the people astray, they will give false fatwa based on false evidence. Like the ones who said, you can buy your first, first house on riba, so long as it's your first house. Where did Allah and His Messenger say that? Or the one who says, you're allowed to look at another woman, if you can't help it, so long as you avoid zina. Subhanallah. Or the one who says, so long as your intention is pure, look, go ahead. 
Yes, there are certain people who claim to be scholars, but they are not, wallahi, that lead people astray without evidence or knowledge. Imam Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak says they are the ones who speak out of their own opinions. He also said meaning they take their knowledge often from the people of innovation. And why do I say innovation? Brothers and sisters in Islam, one of the major signs of the last hour is that the spread of false attribution to the Prophet will be everywhere. People will begin to say the hadith without making sure it is authentic. People will begin to spread information about Islam without authenticating it, without researching it. And they just hear and say, hear and say. And how quick are we to make that fatwa? Wallah. And based on that, innovations evolve. Yes, and innovations are one of the most detrimental destructions of this religion, Wallah, and one of the major causes of disunity amongst the Ummah. Some people realize this, and some people, Wallahi, just fail to realize it. Innovations are one of the major causes of disunity amongst us, Ya Akhi. How many groups, how many organizations, how many efforts that people who love Allah try to unite between brothers or sisters for a common purpose but then suddenly with you can't help it one of them comes out and says you are from this particular sect and you are from that sect and they become disunited Wallahi this has never ended I have never seen an organization or a group that unites without having these conflicts and try to stop them you can't it's a grudge in the heart ya akhi. it's a disease so therefore let us try and discover what did Allah mean when He said when He said And hold you all fast unto the rope of Allah and do not disunite. What is the rope of Allah, ya akhi? What is it? It has a definition. What is the rope of Allah? The Quran and the Sunnah, ya akhi. How else did Allah communicate the knowledge to us except through the Quran and the Sunnah? So imagine changing this constitution. Making up your own constitution. Differing on the constitution. The Christians, they have differed because there are many versions of the Bible. We now have many versions of the Sunnah. And even in some sects, many versions of the Quran. Search and you'll find them. So therefore, the solution, ya akhi, is to make sure that what you hear is authenticated. If you are unsure, then Allah says, Do not follow that which you have no knowledge of. You don't know if it's right or wrong, don't follow it. Wallahi to practice a minimal amount of the religion, which is truth, and you are happy to meet Allah with it and say, Ya Rabb, I am definite about this and I followed it, rather than following heaps and loads of other information and practices that you yourself are not even knowledgeable about or even know whether it's authentic or not. And just to add a little bit more on that, you know when the madhabs arose, the Hanafi and the Hanbal and the Shafi and the Maliki. There were actually tens of other madhabs. These are not the only madhabs, by the way. The, the followers of this madhab will not pray behind the followers of that madhab and that madhab. And they used to make their own separate congregations inside of the Haram of Mecca. Each one would pray his own jama'ah behind the Imam of this and that. Till today, wallah, there are people who will not pray behind you if you wipe over your socks. And so, 
we have many different mosques, the mosque of this sect and the mosque of that sect and the mosque of this party and the mosque of that party. Result of innovations, ya akhi. What is innovation? Making up something that doesn't exist in the religion. And so it changes the constitution. Therefore, it disunites. When the rope of Allah is no longer hung onto, what other rope is there to hang onto, ya akhi? Do not take for granted the tiniest sunnah in the religion. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says, from his understanding from the Prophet people will always be safe and secure, united, so long as they take their knowledge from the companions of the Prophet and from the scholars. But when they begin to take it from the amateurs who give verdicts from their desires, then they will be destroyed. They will be destroyed. And I failed to get a piece of paper. I was looking through my pockets right now, actually. SubhanAllah. I left it on the bed. And I was meant to bring it with me today. We're coming to that. To show you the effect of some innovations and the effect of how people, you know, follow their desires. There are a group of many Muslims around the world, ages and today, that took some knowledge from the Hindus and from the Greeks. And they began to write words on paper that looks like Qur'an and they look like scholars Wallahi when you see one of these people they got beards like this and they look so pious but Wallahi they don't have an atoms of Iman in their heart they are sorcerers I wanted to show you a piece of paper that looks like Qur'an in Arabic it has many du'as, wonderful words the 99 names of Allah but when you read it carefully in between the lines you find the innovation happening satanic words Words, names, names of peculiar names of shaitans that have no meaning whatsoever. Stars, numbers, letters, the Jewish sign, and then a name of a person, a spell. This is innovation and it's also shirk. Where did we get it from? People who dress like Muslims and they say, this is what Allah commanded us to do in the name of Islam. And these people cause great disunities. The owner of this paper, brothers and sisters, has had this paper for 10 years. Since the whole 10 years, he has been in conflict with his family and finally he got divorced. Believe it or not. And then we say innovations do not cause disunity. Wallahi, they do. Amongst the signs of the last hour are women who dress in clothes of nudity. The Prophet ﷺ said they are clothed, yet in the same time he said they are naked. Why? You see, when you look at the fashion today, and look at the way they design the clothes of women today, don't go and look at them because they'll probably make you feel something different. You're married and it's not good to look at them. But if you've ever seen them in magazines, they're everywhere. The way they design the clothes of women today are more appealing. They try to make them more appealing to the man than her being naked fully. And the Prophet Sadaq Wallahi when he said they are clothed yet they are naked. The clothes they wear, see-through clothes, clothes that are very tight on the skin. In fact, they stretch the skin. And they tighten the body to look even more appealing. 
to the eyes of the men. So they are clothed, they are clothed yet nude, in the nude at the same time. And I'll get back to that insha'Allah very soon. But first, more of the signs. The Prophet ﷺ said, one of the signs of the last hour is that you will see, now this is something good, not necessarily bad, you will see abundant writings, widespread of writings, meaning knowledge will be spread through lots of writing material. And yes, today how much knowledge is sought through lots of writing material, published books, information here and there, everywhere. Very quick, very fast. And he said, technology will increase as a result. And surely this has happened. Sadaqa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said, technology and trade, marketing, will, will, will increase so much. Allahu Akbar, everything, everywhere you go, it's about marketing, marketing, marketing. Everywhere, everything is transformed for the purpose of marketing and profit. Everything. And the greatest market today is the market of pornography. Now, that's why the Prophet ﷺ combined between the women who are clothed yet naked at the same time and between marketing widespread in the world. The Prophet ﷺ said, the last hour will not come until you see the predominant exposure of clothed women yet naked. There shall come a time when men will reach the doors of your masjids riding in peculiar transport, transportation. Their women are indecently dressed almost naked. They are cursed, so curse them. Meaning, men will arrive at the masjid for prayer. Their women, their daughters, their sisters will come into the masjid dressed in clothing that reveal their bodies, reveal the chest area, reveal the back area. Wearing trousers that are tight on the body. And wallahi, we see this every day. If you are here in my place, you see the amount of women coming to the masjid with their husbands or with their fathers or with their brothers to see the Imam. They come into the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, with high heels that go clutter clutter as they walk across the dome. You know, clutter clutter sound? Calling the men to look with perfume that wallahi reaches 20 feet away from them and having high heels which makes their body form a different shape ya akhi wearing pants and a shirt and the only thing they have which they consider decent is a piece of scarf on their head look ya akhi the body is more important than the head than the hair the hair is only one of the means but the body is more important as well so like, especially on Eid, mashaAllah, on Ramadan, Taraweeh, how many come of Muslims who are corrupt, especially, you know, a lot of the women and the boys, they make it a place of pickup. It's a pickup joint for them. So the girls and the boys come dressed very nicely, and they're very alluring. This is why the Prophet ﷺ said, curse them. How? In the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is left then? If in the house of Allah you are like this, how are you outside? How are you when you go to a wedding or a nightclub or a party? How are you on the street if in the house of Allah you have no respect for Allah, no shame? And the other day a sister on her wedding night, she was asked to put the hijab on. She said, I'm not even ashamed in front of Allah. Why should I be ashamed in front of the Shaykh? Ya Allah. 
Yani what is left of our religion today? Extreme ignorance. One of the signs of the last hour, brothers and sisters, is that the Prophet said there will be an increase of the people who are the youth. The youth are men, males. Male men who have no uh, honor, who have no feelings towards the honor of their sisters and their daughters and their wives and their mothers. Men look at them, they get them dressed in the most alluring way and they walk out of their house and the men are happy about that. In fact, men will begin to love to make their wives attractive in front of other people to say, this is my wife, look what I married. The youth, and there are many of them today, Ya Allah. Today even they try to make excuses. Oh, my daughter is still young, she's only 18 years old. She hasn't lived her, lived her life to the fullest. Why do you want to imprison her by wearing hijab all of a sudden? When hijab, Allah, He actually lifts her and honors her. And the other women envy her. Wallahi. Another sign of the last hour is that the Prophet said to us that they will begin to take the sunnah, his sunnah very lightly, for granted. It will begin to have no value in the eyes of people. He says, the Prophet ﷺ said in the Sahih Hadith, amongst the signs of the last hour is that men will pass by the masjid but will not even stop to offer two rak'ah. Two rak'ah is a sunnah. Or will hear the adhan, will not offer two rak'ah. Or will make wudu, not offer two rak'ah. Sunnah. They will not do it. They'll take it for granted. You pray a prayer and you don't worry about the sunnah. Ya Akhi Karim, when you love someone, when you love someone, and you admire them, and you look up to them, and they are your mentors, and they are your example. What do you find yourself doing? Do you not find yourself imitating them? Do you not find yourself wanting to be like them? Well, if we love the Prophet ﷺ, why do we not practice the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ? Why? And then we claim we love him. How could that be? We Admire him. How could that be? <laughs> so, amongst the signs of the last hour is a spirit of hypocrisy as well. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also said that mosques will be, in the meaning of the hadith, mosques will be decorated, and so they will become places of mere amusement, just amusement. We spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the masajid when we could have opened up schools of education, orphanages, a place for the poor people to reside in. La ilaha illallah. Rather, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on decorating our masajid. And wallah, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the masajid was so distinct from the places of worship of the Christians and the Jews. Yet today, the dome, Wallahi, even the minaret, the crescent and the star, Wallahi, they are not from the Islam. If you read in history, you will find that they came partly from Christians and partly also from the Jews, the people of the book. These are not our emblems, yeah, brothers and sisters. So when you see a synagogue with a dome, don't say that looks like a mosque. Say the mosque looks like a synagogue these days. And the word mosque 
was invented by the Crusaders when they used to say when they or the the uh, the Crusaders who entered Al-Andalus and they said let us go to those Muslims who pray in their mosques short for mosquito and squat them like mosquitoes so let's try and use masjid jami' jami' the place of unity the one who groups the one that groups people unites people masjid place of prostration as Allah calls it in the Quran Amongst the signs of the last hour, believe it or not, is that the Prophet ﷺ said, the moon and the crescent will appear double its signs. You will look at the crescent, as the Prophet ﷺ specifically said in the hadith, they will look at a newborn crescent and they will say, it is a two day old crescent, but it is only one day. So, intifaq al ahillah, the moon and the crescents will become inflamed subhanallah for some reason one of the signs that the universe is going to end soon also amongst the signs the Prophet ﷺ said there will be increased lying and lack of confirmation of news before spreading it we mentioned this a little bit before but I would like to mention one more thing the Prophet ﷺ said and this hadith is in Sahih Muslim in the sea there are devils imprisoned by Sulaiman you know, Sulaiman salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the power to rule the jinns. So there are shaitans who are imprisoned in the seas, the oceans. The Prophet said, Soon they will be free to roam the earth and they shall recite upon the people a Quran. A Quran. It sounds like the Quran. People who don't know the Quran will think it is Quran. And again, this is where I was meant to bring out that piece of paper and show you. People go to these people who are who, these so-called uh, shaykhs and mawlas who dress like mawlas but they are wallahi sorcerers that deal with shaitans and jinns and they say let me write you an Islamic muska or hijab or hirz a protection from the evil, a protection from the evil eye, a protection from the shaitan and so you take it and you wear it and when upon asked, what are you wearing brother or sister? They say to you, this is Quran brother, this is Dua brother. And none of them have ever opened it to see what's inside. Many of them I have opened and I find Quran, yes, but between the lines, names of shaitans, inverted ayat of the Quran, numbers and pictures of eyes and things like that. People think this is Quran, Quran brother. fake and unusual hadiths that are fabricated and weak will arise and this is what's happening today as a result of narrating and passing hadiths they heard without confirmation of its authenticity causing fitna to the people and the Prophet ﷺ warned from believing them brothers and sisters this is why our eminent scholars have devised and made and, and, and established for us a system of hadith it's called the science of hadith Alhamdulillah Another sign of the last hour are false witnesses. Many people will begin to bear witness to falsehood. Lots of that will be today. Because they are afraid of whatever they are afraid of. Without going into detail, today we see it, brothers and sisters, in the media. Muslims exposing other Muslims by lying about them. Just so that they can kiss the backside of the ignorant people in authority. 
just so that they can look like they're the peaceful ones. And the rest of the Muslims have beards who come to the masjid who are really the best people, subhanAllah, the peaceful people. They look like villains and terrorists. And so amongst the Muslims there are those who witness false and spread false. They're afraid to talk the truth. What have you left for your life, Ya Akhil Karim? When you die, you're going to have to face the greatest authority ever. And that is Allah. What would you say to him? Say good or be silent, ya akhi. And Allah says in the Quran, وَلَن تَرْضَ عَنْكَ الْيَهُودُ وَلَن نَصَارَ حَتَّى تَتَّبِعَ مِلَّتَهُمْ The Jews and the Christians will never be pleased with you until you follow their way. Do you not see that in the media? That exact pattern? You say something that pleases them, you're the best. You say something, even wallahi, it doesn't even mean anything, but it's not on their way. You're a terrorist. The Prophet ﷺ also told us that one of the signs of the last hour is the increase of women and less men. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just a natural thing as a result of many wars and killings. There, are, there will be more women and less men. And today, many researchers actually show us this. Many of them. Look it up on the internet. Have a good time. Ratio of men compared to the amount of women in the world. Another sign is the increase of sudden deaths. A lot of you are asking, what is sudden deaths? Heart attacks. Seizures. Uh, cardiac arrests. Strokes. Yes, they used to exist at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, but not in abundance. They were very rare. But the Prophet ﷺ told us the increase of them. And today we see many sudden deaths, wallahi. Immediate deaths. We ask Allah to save us from a bad death. Another sign of the last hour is the increase of rain and less growth. You'll have a lot of rain, but nothing will grow. And today this is happening. You will have a lot of rain and still there will be drought. And this is, we are living this today in Australia. Lots of rain, lots of rain, less water, less growth, droughts everywhere. One of the signs of the last hour, the end of the world. And brothers and sisters, I will end it with this one insha'Allah. And I'll only talk a little bit of it, a touch, and then next week insha'Allah we'll continue. Because from here onwards, we are going now on to, to the major signs, and to the more signs that haven't happened yet. This next sign is a sign which has yet to happen, but hasn't happened yet. The Prophet said, لا تقوم الساعة حتى يحسر الفرات عن جبل من ذهب يقتتل الناس عليه فيقتل من كل مئة تسعة وتسعون ويقول كل رجل منهم لعلي أكون أنا الذي أنجو which means the last hour will not come until which river الفرات I always get this name wrong. The Nephrates? Got Dr. Paul White over here. Tell me, brother. What is it? Euphrates. 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 Al-Furat. 
Euphrates River will be restricted and its path will change beside a mountain or its path will change and in its position there will be a mountain of gold that will appear to all the people to see and so the people of the world will migrate to it to grab it and so they fight over it, they have a war over it and the Prophet ﷺ said they have such a fierce war over that mountain of gold that from every 100, 99 die and only one stays alive and every man will say maybe I will be the one that will survive maybe I will be the one that survives and you think to yourself, wow, you see, 100 people, one only stays alive. You think to yourself, man, I don't want this. But subhanAllah, the greed of man, a mountain of gold, the greed. He said, every man will think, I think I'll be the one that will survive out of this 100. They think they're going to live forever. Until finally the Prophet ﷺ said, until finally Allah orders the earth to release all of its gold and silver. He said, you will see them like planks of silver, pillars of gold. And, and gold will become insignificant, no value anymore. And the people who used to die for it, or cut off their relationships for it, they would say to themselves, for this I used to fight, for this I killed, for this I cut off, for this I did this. It becomes as worthless as soil, or rocks, pebbles. And the mountain of gold, let us not misunderstand it, it is not a mountain of oil, as some people think it is. They think the mountain of gold is oil, or petrol, petroleum. No, because the hadith says we will fight over it. We haven't seen that big fight over oil, where 100 in one stays alive and so on. And when he said everybody can see it, well you can't see oil over ground, you see it underneath the ground, you have to actually extract it from the ground. And we know that most of the oil of petroleum is actually not on earth or in rivers, it's rather in the middle of the sea and in the oceans. Isn't that right? So do not misunderstand the hadith, putting your own interpretation and opinion, ya akhi. And finally, which I wanted to stop at, and I will leave you hanging here, so that you want to come next week, inshaAllah, at 7pm. The Prophet ﷺ said, the last hour will come while the majority, the predominant population in the world will be a Rom, the Romans. And who are a Rom, brothers and sisters, those of you who study history, you will find that the Romans those days are the places where Europe is and the allies of Europe in those areas. So the Romans, if you like today, Europeans, Correct me, Dr. Paul? Yes. By the way, Dr. Paul White is a guest here. I've mentioned him now twice. He is a revert to Islam, alhamdulillah, for three years. He's a professor in history. This is why I call, always go back to him. Did I shatter you, brother? <laughs> he said, one time, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was reclining in his home and he was sitting with another companion when suddenly a man came racing with paranoia and he said to him when a, a, a red actually a red smoke appeared in the sky 
And he raced to Ibn Mas'ud and he said, Oh Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, the last hour has come. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was reclining, so he sat up and he said, The last hour will not come until no legacy can be missed, can, de can be distributed, nor any rejoice over a beauty of war. Meaning, the inheritance, you will no longer distribute it. And the booty meaning after you have a war and you're victorious, there's wealth left behind. Nobody would want it. What does that mean? Listen carefully. The companion who was sitting with Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said to him, sorry, then Abdullah ibn Mas'ud pointed with his arm towards a sham. A sham. You know where Asham is, brothers Syria. and sisters? Syria, those areas. Asham was a big, big place. Lebanon, Syria, they were all Asham. They weren't like divided as today. Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Palestine. All of that was Asham, all one place. And he pointed his hand from where he was, in Jazirat al-Arab, from Medina. And he pointed towards Asham. And then he said, an enemy will unite against the Muslims and he's pointing towards Asham, meaning it will happen there. An enemy will unite against the Muslims there in Asham and the Muslims will unite against them in a battle, a war. I asked him, do you mean the Romans? Ibn Mas'ud and he replied, yes. And during that war, many Muslims will apostate from Islam. With great apostasy. Many Muslims will fail. Sifting. Allah is sifting through them. They will apostate and leave. He said, in fact, up to a third of the Muslim army will return and apostate. He said, the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah will never forgive them ever again. And a third of them will die. He said, they are the best martyrs those days. And a third of them will be victorious. What will happen? He said, the Muslims will then gather together and they will prepare a first fleet of soldiers and they will set them off vowing that they will not return except victorious or they will rather stay there and die. So they go and fight and fight until the night departs between them. Neither of them is victorious. So they keep fighting until that Muslim army vanishes. No existence anymore. Allahu Akbar. Complete vanishing. Wiping off. What could that be the result of? Allahu Alam. What kind of a war is it? What kind of weapons are going to be used? Then the Muslims send another shurta, another group, a fleet of soldiers. They will vow that they will either be victorious or die. So they fight and fight until the night departs between them. And neither of them are victorious. Then the next day they awake and fight until they also vanish. They get wiped off. Then a third army is sent and the same thing happens to them. They are vanished. Then the rest of the Muslims will gather themselves. Whatever is left of the Muslims. Men, women, children. And Ibn Mas'ud said that the Prophet ﷺ said they will fight the greatest battle, the greatest war ever witnessed in history of mankind. Ever witnessed in the history of mankind.
This could be World War III, brothers and sisters. He described it by saying, Even the flying object that is flying on the edges of the world, like away, far away, they're not even there. Somewhere, away, far away, will fall from the sky, from the intensity of that world. Allahu Akbar. Some scholars said this could be a sign of a chemical warfare. Finally, the Muslims defeat. And they are victorious. So they look and count the number of people that are left alive. He said, a family which will be about a hundred members of it. Let's just give you an example. You would find a family that has a hundred members in it. All of them would have died and only one of its members would be alive. One. So out of 100, one is alive. He says, He said, So what legacy or booty will anyone rejoice over? What legacy? Who are you going to give your inheritance to when you're the only member of the family alive still? What booty of war are you going to be happy with? There's no happiness. Then finally the great news comes to them while they are there. And someone calls out, the Dajjal has come out. I will stop here now, brothers and sisters. And I will continue more about this battle next week, insha'Allah. And then we will move on to the major signs of the last hour. So there's a lot more fun ahead of us. A lot more excitement. I thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. Whatever I have said right is from Allah. Whatever I have said wrong is from myself and the shaitan. Allahumma anfa'ana bima allamtana waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Allahumma aghfir lana. Allahumma aj'al jam'ana hadha jam'an mubarakan. Waj'al tafarruqana tafarruqan ma'asuma. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us in this gathering and to make our depart a depart which is blessed and safeguarded from all evil. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you all and to make me an example for others and a guide for others and a, and a tool which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will use in the, in the face of da'wah. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.